Well, thanks for joining me. Let's pray. Let's pray, pray, pray. Today, what a great day, right? The Feast of the Immaculate Conception. You know, Our Lady also had appeared to St. Faustina. And um, Faustina had visions of St. Joseph. We conclude the year of St. Joseph and the course of her angel. And uh, let's turn to the Mother of Mercy in this great hour. And we'll just ask for her intercession for you, for your needs, for your intentions, for whatever it is that you are really in desperate need of. So um, a lot of people in desperate need. I, I was going through email last night and just know that I'm reading your emails and I am praying for you. I really am. I've been praying for you and uh, thank you for your prayers. Let me just share a quick one here. Drew, I've been saying the rosary for seven years, never missed a day. I also pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet daily with you. Uh, my husband suffered from an alcohol addiction for 30 years. I never gave up hope in Jesus, who is loving and merciful. And I completely surrendered myself to God, and I received an abundance of peace and joy. On November 11th, this last month, again, I begged my husband to stop drinking. Uh, I just want to share with you, Drew, it's been a month, and he has been free from his dependency on alcohol. And I, I have got to tell you, I'm beyond astonished at the Lord's mercy and the love that I've witnessed, and I credit it to the power of prayer. I know in my heart and soul that this is a true miracle through Almighty God. He just simply stopped drinking that day. Thanks be to God. Anonymous from Illinois. And let me just, I just want to underline this story because I know how devastating uh, alcoholism can be. I know how devastating addiction can be, what it does both to the individual and the collateral damage, the ripple effect in families the story a million times. I, I, I want to pray today for an end to addiction, for those who are really grappling with it. And I just want to speak to you today because you might need to hear this. If you have a loved one that is really, they have a compulsion uh, to, to a particular behavior, uh, perhaps they are struggling with uh, addictive behaviors to chemical addictions or alcohol or uh, drugs or sex, maybe they are harming themselves, maybe they're cutting, maybe there's some self-mutilation. Uh, whatever it is, let's ask God for that healing today. You think these things are so powerful, they're so deeply rooted, there's no freedom from it. I tell you, you're wrong. With God, there is total liberation. There is total freedom. My own father who battled addiction, right? He, he battled compulsive gambling and he battled alcoholism. My mother, like this woman here, never stopped praying. My mother prayed, gosh, it had to be 30 years too, as long as I, I, I for 30 years of my life. My, my father was a gentle man. He never once in an entire life raised his hand to me, but alcohol had control over him, you know, and my mother never gave up on him. I was with my father at an apparition site in South America called Batania, and my mother had prayed the rosary nonstop for him and prayed the chaplet, but the rosary over and over again for him. And I remember the night we were in Batania, and I've shared this a million times, we were staying in the Caracas Hilton. And I remember him just emptying his, his, his mini bar. He loved vodka and that's what was his drink of choice. We went down there and we, we prayed. And uh, I know my mother was praying for healing for him at that site in particular. And my father was miraculously liberated from his addiction, miraculously. I mean, it, he said it was like something left. It just, there was a weight that left him, came off his shoulder, whatever it was. He never dropped another drop, he never took another drop of drink for the next 15 to 20 years of his life. He was totally free, set free from that. And prayer can do that. Prayer can set you free. It could set you free from addiction. It could set you free from those destructive behaviors you're in. It can set you free from your sickness. It can set you free 
from, from your financial hardships. Prayer can do all sorts of things. It can bring peace and it can certainly bring healing. I've seen it in my life. And Anonymous, I just want to thank you. Uh, 30 years of addiction your husband battled. You never stopped praying. And sometimes prayers are answered instantly. Sometimes they take a little bit of time and sometimes they take decades, just like St. Monica and just like you, Anonymous, and just like my mother. They took a long time. But God honors our prayer. He honors our faithfulness and he honors our trust. And I believe today great things are going to happen. So let's pray for that. Let's pray for those miracles that you need in your life. And if you don't get it today, you just keep praying and don't doubt because God will not fail you. I'm joined today by my uh, my producer, Maggie, and uh, grateful to have her praying with me. I know her mother also prays with us. Maggie, good afternoon. Thanks for, for having me, Drew. Let me ask you, as I often do to those who pray with me, is there an intention you want to bring forth to the, to our spiritual family here? Yes. Uh, a friend that had a new baby girl, uh, little baby Sloan, she was born um, with a neurodegenerative disease. So I I know in particular the, the power of prayer myself, too. I was healed from a heart problem as a baby. Um, so I want to pray that, that that same grace is given to little baby Sloan, uh, that she might be healed beautiful prayers. All right. We will take your calls too. And as you know, if you want to join me, the number is 888 I want to pray for conversion too today, for conversion of family members. But I also want to pray for conversion of those who um, perpetrate harm, who, who um, don't know God. I want to pray for our world leaders and for those leaders in Congress and on Capitol Hill, for our president, for Xi Jinping, for Vladimir Putin, for Kim Jong-un, for all these these different leaders as well. And I want to pray for our Muslim and, and non-Catholic brothers and sisters that they may come to know the beauty of, of our faith. In fact, after we're done praying the chapel, you'll hear an amazing tale of how Christ is actually reaching out across the Islamic world right now and bringing about profound conversion. So let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus, is a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll take our first call. It comes from uh, Kentucky. Eugene is praying with us there. Hi, Eugene. Hello, Drew. I was going to ask you to uh, pray for my, my wife and my, my uncle, who is uh, suffering from a cancer that's spread throughout his whole body. and They're, they're really wanting a, a miracle and to give courage to his wife and kids. Well, amen. Let's pray for it then, okay, Eugene? We'll do it right now. Yeah. And Lord, I give you Eugene and all of his personal intentions, but I, I do pray for his wife's uncle with cancer and, and for all who are battling cancer in its many stages, its many manifestations, its forms. Pray for those with inoperable tumors, those who doctors say there's nothing else they can do. Lord, you are the divine physician and nothing is impossible with you. You have not only restored sight and ability to walk, but you've raised from the dead. And I ask for resurrection now from those who find themselves threatened by life-threatening diseases. And I bring them to the foot of your cross as I pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Our next call comes from Tony listening in Minnesota and praying with us there. Hi, Tony. Hi, Drew. Um, I'm praying for my 22-year-old granddaughter, McKenna. Who, who is um, uh, had a bone marrow biopsy today, and she is her hemoglobin keeps dropping, and we don't know what's wrong, but I want to turn it over to the Lord. All right, so we'll pray for discernment. We'll pray for healing. We'll pray for you, Tony, and for all of your intentions, but we want to pray for that granddaughter of yours. And Lord, I pray for all those awaiting biopsy reports. And again, I give you health today. And Lord, I ask for miracles today. I really do. I just ask that in a special way, you hear our prayers, that you hear the prayers of all those who are crying out right now. And that uh, Lord, in a big way, you allow there to be just incredible, incredible miracles. I, I pray that all the time. And I'm so grateful for your, for your mercy, Lord. So. I place my trust in you as I intercede on behalf of all now united with me as we turn to you and pray, Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Meg, I don't know whether you can monitor Twitter today. We have Twitter intentions coming. I know you always often check them. And just give, let me give everyone a reminder, too. You can always email us, Drew, at RelevantRadio.com with those intentions or put them up at the Relevant Radio website or go ahead and put them up at Twitter, at Drew Mariani Show, and Maggie will share them on the air. Uh, what do we have coming in today, Maggie? We do have a couple. Um, uh, Cass from... Um Cass from Pennsylvania needs physical healing, and Nicole in Green Bay asked for healing from bronchitis. Uh, also, Andrea messaged us and said, please pray for my, younger, my youngest daughter, Caitlin, traveling to New York City Saturday for an opera audition on Monday. Prayers for safe travel and successful audition. Uh, the career has been stalled from the pandemic for the last two years. Well, all right. Well, let's lift up those intentions. Let's add Anne to the mix as well. Uh, she's listening in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, Anne. Good afternoon. Um, good afternoon. Um, I would like to pray for a mantle of protection over my daughter's boyfriend. Um, he's already had COVID, but in order to keep his job, he is being forced to um, get the vaccination tomorrow. And it's dangerous for people who've already had COVID to get the vaccination. So I'm praying for a mantle of protection over him and also for my son um, who has been having vision problems and imbalance and just some potential neural problems and he's been seeing a doctor for it and um, they can't find what's wrong and so I'm just praying for a resolution um, to his health issues and also um, on this special day um, of Mary I want to pray for our country to turn back to God and um, to Jesus through Mary amen Amen to that. I'll, I'll join you in a powerful way for that. Thank you, Anne, for that. And, and look, it should be a daily part of our prayer, shouldn't it? The conversion of our nation. Let's ask God to protect us from degeneration, from disaster, from war, from disease, and, and just to, to be merciful to us for the ways that we have rejected him and have embraced, really, what is evil. And Lord, I pray against the culture of death. I thank you for your mercy. I, I ask for an extension of it in this particular time. As I've shared many times, the Lord told St. Faustina, you know, before I come as a just judge, I first come as a merciful savior. But woe to those of you who do not recognize this time of my visitation. I believe we are living in a time of God's mercy. I really do. And I just am so grateful to be able to, to pray because I believe it changes things. And I have hope for the future. I really do. So let's, let's pray for all of Anne's intentions there, especially for her daughter's boyfriend. I pray for anyone battling COVID, anyone who's having adverse effects to the vaccination, anyone who's got to travel. I want to pray for those in the travel industry. I want to pray for a friend of mine whose business has really taken a hit uh, as a result of it. And um, just uh, let's ask God for mercy. It's all we can do. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, we're going to Dallas, Texas next. Vanessa, thank you for praying with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. God bless you. God bless Maggie and Relevant Radio. Um, I want to pray for my brother who's having his birthday today for the healing of his relationship with his oldest son. He dropped out of college smart kid I think he has screen addiction and he has this distorted way of his relationship with his father right now and I just pray for healing for conversion of hard-hearted sinners for the reparation of sins and for the holy souls in purgatory such good intentions all right let's pray for that Vanessa right now um and thank you for remembering the souls. Even though the month of November is over, we need to continue to pray for them. But we pray for your your brother um, for his birthday. We pray for the healing of relationships. Lord, I, I do pray for division between fathers and sons and mothers and daughters, between in-laws, between neighbors, between relatives, between coworkers. Wherever that is, wherever that division lies, I just ask for, for your mercy and ultimately for for your healing. And I give you all the intentions, just voice. And I, and I bring to you now everyone who prays with me, everyone united to me, everyone who's invoking you. And I just ask that the floodgates of mercy be open as we pray, Eternal Father. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, our next call comes from uh, New Jersey. Mary is praying with us yes. there. Hi, Mary. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Um, Drew, since my father died a few months ago, I just feel so desolate. I feel like I can't go on. I miss him so much. And also, he prayed constantly that I would make a sacramental marriage, and I'm just, I'm losing hope. And I, I've had several masses offered for this intention, but I, he always said, don't give up. And I, I miss him dreadfully. I just feel I can't go on without him. Yeah. Well, Mary, my heart goes out to you. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I know fathers have a special connection, a special love to their daughters. I know daughters have the same for their father. So, um, as I often say, and I really do believe this, I mean, life is so short. Uh, we are going to be so perfectly united one day with those who've gone before us. 
many who've had these near-death experiences talk about how when we when we pass from this life to the next, it's like changing the dial on a radio, changing just the frequency. Uh, your father loves you even more perfectly now, and I know he's interceding for you. Let's pray for his soul, of course, but be at peace, okay? Know that he's in a glorious place, and I know okay. he wants you to be happy. I know he wants you to be filled with joy. And if you want a sacramental marriage, I'll tell you what, keep praying for that because I really believe that through the prayer of the chaplain, the Lord promised that anything we ask of him in virtue of this prayer will be granted if it's according to his will. And I, I have no doubt that the Lord wants that marriage blessed and, and made whole. So we're going to lift you up to the Lord now. Lord, I give you, give you Christine and Cindy and Vicki and Bernadette, Geraldine and Stephen and everyone else that's on hold right now. I give you all those who've written to me. I give you all those who, uh, who right now, Lord, just are giving up hope. They don't have the ability to trust or have the faith or they're worn out, they're tired, they're overwhelmed by their circumstances. And I ask for your mercy on those souls especially. And Lord, I have a special intention too. I just want to give it to you and, and I just ask for your mercy on it. Uh, protect and, and, and guide me. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will which is love and mercy itself jesus, jesus I, I trust in you jesus i trust in you jesus i trust in you our lady queen of heaven pray for us our lady of good help pray for us mother of mercy pray for us our lady of guadalupe pray for us our lady of palestine Pray for us. Uh, Immaculate Conception. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. St. Faustina. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. St. Peregrine. Pray for us. St. Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. St. Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sopochko. Pray for us. And all you holy angels and saints pray for us 
In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Maggie, thank you. Thanks for praying with me. Well, thank you. Always good to have you here. Thank you for praying with me, too. I mean, Maggie, take your intentions off our Twitter handle, at your Mariani Show. And, of course, you can email us here. And we pray every day at this time. And do me a favor. And I'm grateful. I'd like to share those answered prayers, like the woman who's married for 30 years and prayed for her husband who had battled addiction and finally found liberation, like my own father or like so many of you who have had answers to, to prayer, osteoporosis disappearing, marriages being healed, cancer, you know, the surgeries no longer being needed, uh, just... God is good, and as he works those miracles in your life, please just take a minute, jot me a, just jot down a quick email to me, okay? It's drew at relevantradio.com, and in the byline, just say answered prayer, and then just, it could be a couple sentences, it could be a couple paragraphs. I mean, just tell me how the Lord worked in your life. And look, God exists. He is real, and he is an intimate part of our life, and I'll tell you what, he is appearing today. There are a multiplication of apparitions of Our Lady throughout the planet. We live in an unprecedented time of these reported apparitions. Never in the history of the human race have we had so many of these. But what is also, I think, quite startling, quite um, amazing to many people are accounts of the fact that Jesus Christ himself is appearing, just as he did on the road to Emmaus to the apostles and he did in the upper room. He's been manifesting to people throughout the planet. In fact, uh, there has been a multiplication, if you will, or uh, multiple accounts of Muslims who've encountered Christ in unusual dreams and even visions. When we come back, Dr. Jeffrey Shaw will join us. We'll tell you what's happening and what it's bringing about. Stay with us. The hope lives here. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hi, Drew Mariani here. Hey, I am traveling to the Holy Land in February with our underwriting sponsor, Nativity Pilgrimage. Information is available at relevantradio.com slash holy land that's relevantradio.com slash holy land they're not getting a download of theology they're having an encounter with a real person later they can find out why they believe what they believe as they read scripture and as they learn more about the person that they've met in person uh, Jesus so, yes, you're right. I mean, they already believe he's a prophet, so why, why, why just in the dream? Okay, so a prophet Jesus. But no, it's far more than that, and they realize it. But this is, this is revelatory. They know that they know. They haven't been talked into it. Uh, and I personally am, am discipling ex-Muslims that I didn't lead to Christ. Christ appeared to them, and I am only baptizing them and discipling them in the faith. But I didn't lead them to Christ. A dream or vision converted them. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, for at least, I would say probably the 10, 15, probably 20 years, reports have proliferated of Muslims converting to Christianity through dreams. Through dreams. I remember reading a California magazine that published results of a survey they did, and there were 600 ex Muslims who now follow Jesus. They claim that Jesus appeared to them or he came to them in, in dreams. There's this common thread through them. Uh, and the reports come everywhere from South Africa to, to the Middle East. Um, in fact, there were a group of African Muslims. 42% of the new believers come to Christ, they say, through 
uh, through visions, through dreams, through angelic appearances. Uh, some have heard Christ's voice. Uh, what are we to make of it? And just, to, just let me put it in perspective for you, just for a quick moment here. You know, Islam is not really an evangelistic religion, if you will, right? It's uh, how, how, how does it grow? How does it expand? Um, primarily through domination, right? I, I don't want to be uncharitable. I'm just saying the Quran and in some parts of the world, if you leave, there can be severe penalties for doing so, including death, right? If, if you leave Islam. So leaving the Muslim religion for another one is not something that has happened very often. But for several years now, there are these persistent reports of Muslims throughout the Middle East and Africa who are converting to Christianity. But back in 2006, um, Al Jazeera, right, the broadcast, they shared the story of one imam who claimed that there were 6 million Africans becoming Christian annually. Why are we hearing more about this? That's Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera says one imam claimed that there were 6 million Africans who beca- are becoming Christians annually. The, the trend seems to have continued because the Catholic Church in Africa is growing. Uh, John Allen from Crux, he's documented it as a reputable Catholic publication as well, and so is John Allen. So I, I, I give credit to that as well. I, I, I personally had an encounter uh, when I was uh, in Africa filming a documentary years ago. It was 1991 or 89. I forget when it was, somewhere back there. I went to a tiny landlocked country called Rwanda. And there in Rwanda, I interviewed a bunch of children and a bishop. The children claimed to have had visions of the mother of God. She came as the mother of the word in a place called Kibeho. She prophesied a bloody future for Rwanda. And all this came true. Five years later, four years later, depending when I was there, the genocide erupted and some of the very seers who had these visions of the mother of God were, were massacred. There was a young boy there. His name was Emmanuel Segastasha. I'll never forget it. Uh, he was a Muslim. And I remember interviewing him. Young guy, right? He was picking beans in a field one day, he told me, when a man in white flowing robe uh, appeared to him. And the man began to teach him things of the faith, things of a much higher intellectual level, a theological level, so far beyond this kid's learning skills. This kid was uneducated. So when the Bishop of Butare, Bishop Gahamani, interviewed this boy and began to look into these claims that Jesus Christ was appearing to him, uh, he was totally convinced by by what the Lord, and this this young man converted to the Catholic faith. Immaculate Ilabigiza, who is the best-selling author of the book Left to Tell, who's been on the program, I've talked about her many times, she wrote a book on... on uh, on uh, Emmanuel, and uh, it's it's well worth the read as well. But that's just one, one of a number of stories. I heard that years ago, and I thought, ah, you know, ha, ha, okay, the virgin's appearing here. Maybe Jesus appeared to this one kid. Are we really seeing a mass conversion? You know, are we seeing many being called back to the true faith, of Jesus Christ? I mean, in Saudi Arabia, you can't read the Bible in your own home without the risk of being imprisoned, right? And of course, that's an extreme example, but in places like Iran or Turkey or Pakistan or Afghanistan, uh, open evangelization, it's outlawed. You know, it's, it's not just outlawed, right? really, but, but from these reports, you know, uh, it seems that God has had enough and he's intervening there. Yeah, you can outlaw it, 
you can threaten imprisonment. You can threaten all sorts of other things. It's not going to stop Jesus from coming through a wall, right? Or appearing to somebody and inviting them into a closer relationship with him. There are reports right now of a lot of Muslims becoming Christians because they've had dreams. They've had visions. They've encountered angels. They've heard Jesus himself. Now, I know you probably find this hard to believe. I did it first, too. So I was struck when Dr. Jeffrey Shaw, who is a guest of mine on the on the program, he is the president of the Alexandrian Defense Group, and his expertise, you know, is really in counterinsurgency warfare, right? He's written, he's spoken about it. Uh, when he says, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intimately aware of what's going on in, in this area. So I said, doctor, you got to come back. Let's talk about it. Let's get everybody plugged in. I find this a fascinating event unfolding in our own time. Good to have you with me, Dr. Shaw. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me, Drew. Um, uh, yeah, this this caught my attention actually through um, Dinesh D'Souza recently put something oh, yeah. out about it, and it and it made perfect sense to me. So what, I mean, um, Dinesh uh, sure. does great work too. But did, film filming in on on how, how you discovered it and and how did Dinesh get plugged into this and and maybe maybe paint a picture for what's happening for those who are listening. Well. How Dinesh got connected, it seems also through uh, going back through uh, Al Jazeera uh, mentions yes, and he just he brought up that precisely what you what you said that uh, there was an imam who's deeply concerned that he's seeing about six million a year convert over, and um, I'd so that's sort of what kicked him off, and what made me think about it um, wasn't just Dinesh. It was it was something that when I was working with students at the American Military University who were going over to Afghanistan and Iraq, and we had uh, we had general courses uh, to do with, um, and I was teaching some of them on Islam and, and how not to, you know, unnecessarily offend these people and, uh, you know, sort of cultural sensitivity, if you will, courses. So you're already in their land, and there's no need to tread on toes unnecessarily. Um, and uh, one of the things that, that that struck me from listening to Muslims themselves and, and seeing interviews with them in the area was that they seem to be the ideal um, fertile ground for Christ, and yet it's almost a death sentence for a Christian to go in and proselytize in, in places like, yes, uh, Pakistan, that's a death penalty. And Afghanistan, yes, that's a death penalty. Many of these countries, you, you know, you've got to, it's not just martyrdom, it would actually be suicide for a Christian preacher to go in there. So you've got to think twice about that. So how does God get through to these people? And I'll give you a vignette, an example. Um, and this was just marvelous. Uh, it was a poor uh, Muslim farmer. It was a few years back. There was flooding along the Indus River, which is uh, in Pakistan. And he lost everything. And he and his wife and his kids were straggling along the road, and he was interviewed. But he was very cheerful. He said, well, in this life, uh, we have had nothing. And he was essentially saying what Christ called the last. But he said, I believe God will have something wonderful for us in the next life. So the basic foundation, of the, the, he never lost faith in God. And I see this all the time in these Muslims. Their, their obedience and belief is just the most fertile ground. <laughs> Almost, I would say, more fertile than anything in the Western world for Christ. So what does God do? And this has bothered me for a long time. How does he, you know, how does he get a word through them? Well, he's doing it himself. Because for us to do it, uh, yeah, you can't even... You won't even get off the plane in Saudi Arabia. They'll just turn you around and send you back out. Um, 
so for us to do it is an impossibility, but nothing's impossible for God. And this is what really grabbed my attention when this came out from Dinesh. And also the fact that it's a, a sign that points yeah. to a day closer to our Lord coming again. Yeah, you know, I'm curious about um, why now and why so many. Um, how, how do you read that? I mean, I, again, you probably can't answer that any more than I, I can, but, you know, I think of Divine Mercy where the Lord told St. Faustina, you know, how he, he he spoke of his return in Kibeho, Rwanda, that landlocked country where those uh, church-approved apparitions yeah. were from. There was also an element there about the return of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, now Christ is actually coming to these uh, people who don't know the faith. And our, it's our job to evangelize, of course, but Christ is certainly doing the same thing. Why do you think that in these persecuted places, Christ himself is coming, that so many are, are are converting? What does that portend for the future? Do you think something big looms in the not-too-distant future? I would, um, from my very uh, feet of clay perspective here, Drew, I would say yes, but I don't know God's plan. And I've often said to my wife, you know, it's a good thing that even we we who are faithful don't know his plan because or his timetable, because if we did, you can be rest assured the evil one wouldn't. He'd do his mightiest to uh, screw it up. Um, But uh, the the yeah, it it, it just seems like. uh, How can I put it? Uh, The the, the field is, is, is certainly ready for harvest in the in terms of the Muslims, they're extremely yeah. uh, faithful. And again, here's the thing that, you know, if we go back to the parable of, of or not the parable, the yeah. true story, of, sorry, of our, our Lord with the Roman centurion, what was it that he marveled at the most? He said, such faith I haven't found in Israel. And, I, yeah. and I've gone over that many times in my own mind. It was obedience because the centurion said, I say to one, he comes, and another one, you know, to go, and he goes. And he, yep. and he was saying the same to our Lord. He's saying, say the word, and I know it'll be so. It was obedience. And this is something yeah. we've lost in the West, is obedience to Christ. And not all, not no, universally. And, and there's lots of obedient Christians. But you, culturally, certainly we have lost the Christendom as, as uh, um, you know, yeah. we have seen has been, been dissolving under disobedience, but not Christianity, of course. All right. Well, doctor, uh, stay with me. I have to take a short pause. When we come back, uh, we'll talk more. We can share a few more accounts. Maybe you're a convert to the faith from from Islam. Maybe you know somebody who's had these type of encounters. So often I hear these stories. Many people say, yeah, I, I was from Pakistan. I was from here. And this is what happened. We'd love you to join the conversation and get in. Our number here is toll free for you. It's 888-914-9149. Our conversation continues right into this. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. Well, thanks for joining me. If you are just tuning in, a great conversation about a spiritual event unfolding across the planet reports are multiplying of those in the islamic world many muslims encountering jesus christ through unusual dreams through angelic encounters by hearing his voice even by visions and manifestations of him 
And you know the importance of dreams. I mean, think about Abraham. Think about St. Joseph, right, the father of Jesus. Think about how crucial they are in this time. I remember hearing the story uh, in the case of um, uh, a sheik or who's, a woman whose husband had been been a general and uh, Pakistan's minister of the interior, and, and, and they formed this important part of, of, of her conversion. Um, she was brought up in a Muslim faith. And they believe, though, that, you know, Jesus was born of a virgin. He was not God's son. And Jesus began to appear to her, and it led her into a deeper understanding of, uh, of the fact that uh, there's a truth in Christianity, and she is uh, a convert to the faith. She wrote about it in a book. This was probably a decade ago. But look, you hear about these reports. They come from Turkey. There are stories of miraculous healings taking place there. There are stories from Iraq. Uh, there are stories from uh, Turkmenistan, from all over, from Central Asia, from all over the world where many are encountering uh, Jesus Christ in very uh, unique and very intimate ways. As I said, I had spoken to a young man in Africa. His name was Emmanuel Sagastasha who encountered Jesus Christ. And uh, he knew nothing of the Catholic faith. He was a Muslim picking beans in a field. You know, he was very poor. And Christ taught him things of a higher theological level. And, uh, you know, he asked the Lord a question. He said to, to, to Christ, he asked him one question. He says, are, are you black or white? And his answer is this, I am neither black or white. I am simply the Lord. And uh, Emmanuel Sagastasia had just an amazing, amazing um, conversion. But I'm joined today by Jeffrey Shaw. We're talking a little bit about it today. And Jeffrey, um, look, I can name countries where this is being reported. Um, I know you're an expert on Vietnam as well. And I know you wrote the book, The Lost Mandate of Heaven. People can check that out at uh, Alexandria Defense. Uh, dot org, and um, I know you've written and spoken a lot about the U.S.'s involvement in 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 Nam and in the Middle East. What, what's coming out of that part of of Asia and the world? What are we hearing? What are we seeing over there? In Vietnam, um, <clears throat> the continuing um, entrenchment and resurgence of, of course, the Catholic faith, and uh, the in in spite of the. Uh, the Attempts to squash it, as I, I think I've told you before, Drew. But if I haven't, I, sh I should now. Every year on November second, um, there's a masthead museum's gravesite in Saigon, and the police try and stop people from going, and they pull them off the jail. You know, Doctor, I'm going to give you a, just a second. I hope you can hear me. I mean, your audio is breaking up. So just let me reset. And Maggie, maybe you can see if that connection is good. Uh, my guest is Dr. Jeffrey Shaw. If you want to get in and join the conversation, I'll also give you that opportunity. The number is 888 And we'll try to take a call or two. I only have a few moments left with Dr. Shaw, who is also um, well acquainted with this phenomenon of Jesus Christ appearing uh, to many of our Islamic brothers and sisters um, throughout the Islamic world and really all over the planet, to say the least. We know of Our Lady's appearances. She's been appearing in every habitable continent, and she's come in the heart of Africa. She's come in Asia. Uh, it's always a surprise to many when they hear about Jesus 
appearing in those places. So, Doctor, let me go back to you now. Hopefully your signal has cleared back up. Good to have you back. Thank you. Yep. Why don't you pick up where you left off or just where where we broke up, if you could. Uh, on Vietnam and the, the, the nature of what, what's going on there with the faith. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. As, as I was saying, the uh, every year it's it's certainly growing. Um, we know this from uh, the November second uh, Memorial Mass at Ziem's gravesite in Saigon, Shoan, or now Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, the numbers swell. The police try and stop it, and they simply get overwhelmed. They can't stop it, <laughs> and so it, it's increasing uh, by leaps and bounds. And um, this was. Uh, you know, it, it's been there. The Catholic faith has been there solidly for oh, two or three hundred years now, and uh, it's it took a real shellacking under the communists, but it's it's bouncing back. So, well, let's do this. Let's grab a call or two. We'll go to Vito, listening in Parkland, Florida. Hi, Vito. You're on the air with Doctor Shaw. Go right ahead. Thank you very much. Um, I was uh, a year before COVID. Driving my car, I heard something tell me to dial a phone number on a radio show. It was a Christian radio show because uh, a Muslim was talking about Muslims converting to Christianity secretly. And I, the vo- and something came in my mind to dial this radio station. It's in your contact. So I did, and I asked a Muslim, did any one of these people you're talking to had an out-of-body experience? And he said, yes. And some of them could not stop talking until the rope got around their neck and they were hung. Others that did, they're in these cell groups and they're studying the New Testament. Well, that's amazing. Well, that's, Thank that's, you, Vito. Yeah. Go right ahead. It's wonderful to respond. Well, that, that, yeah, I was, very, I was very shocked because um, I've had an out-of-body experience in 64, drowning in Miami Beach. And there was another time when I was talking with someone and I said, Jesus, I don't know what to say anymore to my friend, only you know. And all of a sudden, I had another out-of-body experience just before I turned the ignition. I never got to. And when I came back to my body, um, the girl said I said all these things that were so true and she believed in Hinduism. And I was trying to tell, you know, reveal Christianity to her. And she said everything you said was, but I don't know because... Jesus was telling me I had to go back to my body because I. Yeah, it sounds, uh, Vito. I got to hold you because I have a minute left. Sounds like a fascinating uh, story, and I'm, I'm grateful for your call. Uh, and he's not alone, Doctor. There are many people who've had near-death experiences who've crossed over that the Lord has told them to return. Um, what do you make of the time we live in? I mean, it seems like, you know, I, I know due to resuscitation technology today, we have more of these near-death experiences, more. They're able to bring people back medically. But just the time in which we live in general, a proliferation of visions of the Mother of God, Jesus now yeah. appearing, there are angelic encounters, there are people with near-death experiences. Your, your thoughts? I have about two minutes left, so I want to give you the final thoughts. Well, it, it all ties into certainly uh, now remembering that the Lord's sight a, a day could be a thousand years and a thousand years a day. So, uh, but it only ties into the many, many steps we've seen that both He, His disciples, and the Bible have told us that are in place for His final return. So we're, we're definitely on that um, factory. Uh, 
Well, so Doc, you're, break, you're, you're breaking up on me again, too. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. that's happening. Sorry. Our signal here, but no, you're back. Now, wherever, wherever you are, you came back in, but um, okay. thanks for being here. I, it was, I'm grateful for your time and for your expertise, and it's, it's always good to talk with you. Hey, continue to follow this, and as you get more reports, be sure to, to join us and, and uh, keep us up to speed on what's happening, okay? Yes, absolutely. All right, it's Dr. Jeff Shaw, and uh, you can check him out online as well. And uh, we'll, of course, always post that information up there for you. But um, he's always a delight to have here. Uh, this phenomena is ongoing. And uh, I remember hearing a couple different stories of, uh, you know, uh, even a, a, a fighter, uh, a Muslim fighter, uh, ISIS fighter, I should say, uh, who after the encounter with Christ... Uh, took the Bible, began to read it, had a dream, a dream. Jesus asked him to follow him, and he's uh, now becoming a, a Christian. And it's just, there's so many of these. I mean, there's, we can talk for hours about them. A uh, lot to talk about. I got to take a short pause, though. Stay with me. When we come back, our conversation will continue.